What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? And to my left, Zachary Parks. What's up? In case you do not know, Team Chat Podcast is a video game podcast where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. If you want to get in contact with us, you can do that by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com, following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, and subscribing to our YouTube and iTunes channels. If you want to support the show, you can do that as well by going to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where it's for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show, and in return, we will give you a cool perk, like getting the episode early before its general Tuesday release, and access to our private Team Chat Podcast Discord server. And we want to give a special shout-out to our newest patron, Louise, who just this last week joined up on the patron, on the patronage, the Patreon. The Patreon. Don't they have like Doesn't like Jake Paul have like the team tem- Yeah but we don't talk about that <laughs> <laughs> we should have team chat. The team chat yeah, I always say like gross. I always yeah, say whenever not. Whenever I send the the invite for the For the Patreon for the Discord uh, Invite and all that stuff I'm always like thanks for joining the TCP Crew so I, yeah. I, I say There crew. we go we're the crew, crew. crew. Anyways let's all give let's a warm welcome court. to Luis Thank you Luis, Thank you, Luis. Gracias <laughs> All right well, we do have a song contest update. We do. Um, and we, the so Mogan last week gave the hint of, I thought I remembered it, and now I'm oh, going Oh, man. Blank. Oh, the hint was, I didn't know that corpses were proper attire for the opera. Ah. 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 the opera. It was I, such... Did someone say the opera? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Drink yeah, me. Buffy, we're out. late to the opera. <laughs> <laughs> Throw on my best corpse. <laughs> <laughs> my best skeleton. But the game was correctly guessed by Andrew Mogan, bro Mogan, as near automata. I actually, I actually did not. I, I didn't see FBI it coming. And he didn't know that it was me that responded through the team well, chat the, Facebook. The oh, really? The answer was near automata. 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 You always say it so funny. I always do. <laughs> it, well, it could go either way. Anyway, Quite so honestly. it was uh, Simone. I don't remember what... Yeah, there's a there's a boss that you fight in near Automata that is this giant uh, robotic woman that used to be an opera singer, but she's gone crazy, of course, and they're rusted out a cop apocalypse world. Mm-hmm. And she's like decorated cool. her own self with smaller robot corpses, like other ones that she's killed. She's like, and I'll hang one as earrings, and one will be my fancy Pretty sash. Badass. And she, yeah, she's like, I must become more beautiful. Wow. And then she tries to just super so murder complex. you, and you're like, Miss Simone, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you're being a diva again. Yeah. <laughs> Might I suggest? But that was a pretty sweet, uh, pretty sweet song, though. Yeah, it was a kick. Everything I've heard song. that you played from the near, near, yeah, that soundtrack. Near is the, for the music sodes. I've d- yeah, I did it for the music sode, but not as like an actual contest. And the music o near is just top freaking notch. It never gets old. Good. Good. That's good. Great, grand, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> <Grand> <laughs> Let's drive the bus. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so. Uh, we are planning on doing some small updates to the song, to the song, and how we deal with song contests and all that stuff. But for uh, we're still ironing that out a little bit here. But for uh, but so for now though, it's going to stay the same. We're thinking about changing it up to doing, uh, I think, which was one of our original ideas of how to even handle this of doing a <laughs> s- soundtrack spotlight instead, uh, where we where uh, you know every obviously episode. every episode we talk about a specific song and, and it's going to be uh, listener supported and obviously we'll bring up yeah. our own if there's not if we didn't receive a submission this week. Or for a week, uh, we'll do it that way as well. But uh, the song contest just sometimes it doesn't have it doesn't have the amount of 
to be perfectly honest, it didn't have the amount of interaction and, and like level that we wanted. It's more often than not just became one of us doing it again, uh, which it was fun. It provided a bit. Yeah. It's also very hard or it could be very hard. <laughs> and so I feel like uh, changing it to this, to this different model, we'll try this out. And if it doesn't work, we might switch back to this. You know, it's all, it's all a test. Uh, of what we're doing, but uh, anyway, we figured that that might be a bit more a bit easier way to get more audience interaction and more participation in sharing wonderful video game soundtracks. So, but though Bromogan, since you did win, still go ahead and send us one for, the, for this uh, next we're episode. In a loop. We'll start. We'll start. It's not collusion yeah. if we tell him he can't. Exactly. So this Wait. is the last. So we'll do this this for this one more week, and then the next week after that, we'll start, no we'll switch guess. over to this spotlight song spotlight. So. I like that. Uh, so and yeah. you can submit those anyway. Any, any way the you want. The easiest way, of course, is the Team Chat Podcast Discord. That's right. So if you're not already a patron, you should be. Patreon.com backslash Team Chat Podcast. Boom. All right. Well, today's topic, we're going back. We, we realized looking back at the last few episodes that we've done very discussion heavy ones based on either industry news or latest happenings, musings based on recent news. So it's time to get away from news for an episode, get back to games. I mean, they've all been about games, but get back to specifically about games in that we've bringing a review heavy episode this week. Each of us have prepared uh, a slight review of a, of a game that we've been currently playing to grace your ears. So the first thing we're going to start off with today, I've been playing, I've been I have been punishing myself more play, more than playing uh, <laughs> Studio MDHR's boy. Cuphead. Ooh. I'm glad. So this was a game that like obviously came out last year, received great critical acclaim. Uh, and spoiler alert, I'm not going to say different. It's great. But, you know, just right off the bat. What if you but, were like, uh, it is trash. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> Everyone's wrong. I hate this. But, it sounds too hard. It's... It's pretty damn difficult. It sounds too hard. So the thing about so uh, so yeah so this is Studio MDHR, uh, independent game, and the thing about it is that uh, you know it's the big thing that set it apart from everything else. It was hand drawn, nineteen uh, twenties cartoon style is right. is how this game was animated. Uh, and so I decided it was a big one for last year. I missed out on being able to play it, so I was like, all right, now's the time. I'm gonna do it, um, so we can have some fresh review content. But uh, but so yeah. Off the bat, like I said, it's incredibly difficult. Uh, there's a point in the game where you can go in the, in the second world, which I'm there. I'm about halfway through, I think. Um, the game? The game. And you're in the second world. Yeah, there's only three worlds in the finale. Okay, okay. So, yeah. Mm. Um, it's not a very long game, to be honest. Like, it's really not. Like, there are, there are uh, five or six in the first, uh, maybe more than that. I put, put a tweet in the, first, in the first world of how many there are. And, and honestly, if you beat the game in, like, one try, like you know, with with a level on one try, the levels only take a minute and a half to two minutes. Mm, okay, depending on how fast you try to go. But so there's this point in the game though where I you can go and like talk to this reflecting pool and it tells you how many times you've died. Uh, <laughs> and as of when I'd done this, just in World Two, I uh, was like at over two hundred. Really, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah. So it's a uh, it's a little intense. So I guess I'll just start off with a base, basic summary. I mean, the, the thing about this is there's really the, the nice thing about it, I guess, is really there's not many spoilery things I can say about this because it's a very basic platforming game. You ru- you know you ru- run, jump, dodge obstacles, do all that kind of stuff. And the, but the main story, the main plot of it, which I thought at first glance was a little bit darker than I was expecting it to be, uh, because it starts off. You and Cuphead, your Cuphead, and your brother Mugman go to a casino 
to gamble. And you're <laughs> yeah. like real good at the craps table. And then all of a sudden, and so while you're playing and everything, the de- the casino is, you then find out, owned by the devil. Of course it is, naturally, as all casinos as are. are. <laughs> Just telling you what. And so they, and so you're doing really good, and the devil's like, hey, t- tell you what, Sonny. You know, if you yeah. do really if you do really good on this, you know, if you win the next hand, you win every all the riches of this casino. But, but if you don't, obviously I'm going to own your soul. And you're just like, fuck it. <laughs> you roll the dice. And, um, and then you wind up busting, obviously, getting Spoiler. snake eyes. And the devil owns your soul. But you then try to figure out like a way to obviously get out of this. You're like, shit. And now I'm a, you know, a minion of the devils. And, but the whole thing is, apparently <laughs> there are all these other creatures in Inkwell Isle, which is where, the, the, where you live, that have also owe soul contracts to the devil, but they haven't paid up on them yet. Oh, mm. they haven't croaked yet. Exactly. <laughs> so you're going through this, and and um, and it's, so so that's what this game then becomes. You go back to your like father, Elder Kettle, who like, Elder takes care Kettle, of you. Elder Kettle, that's and cute. And he tells you like, okay, well the way to get out of this is you got to get those souls for the devil. So that's the whole point of this game is you're going and fighting these other people in this island to bring their soul contracts to the devil so you can get your ass out of trouble with the devil. Nice. What an opportunist. <laughs> Seriously, right? Yeah, so like, like it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> funny. So um, you're basically the muscle man for the devil yeah. now yeah. and you're Saving collecting up on his debts. Damning the others. Exactly. Gosh. So it's kind of this really weird <laughs> thing like that. Yeah. Um, and so the uh, so yeah, so that's the main like story of this. And so all these like evil in, from trailers and whatever that you've seen of you fighting all these these monsters and stuff. No, they're kind of like I mean they all put themselves in this equally bad pickle but still mm-hmm. they're they all are they're trying to save themselves from the devil and you're here <laughs> to enforce this justice oh My that's God. terrible cuphead's the bad guy <laughs> kind of. from a certain point of view <laughs> um and so so anyway uh other than that so that's the story so the big thing about it is yes as everyone's heard and i'm sure and we've mentioned already the game is incredibly difficult incredibly difficult as i said died over 200 plus times um but the thing about it is how you play the game is, is so fun and the animations are so f- delightful and, and joyous and all this stuff you don't care now i still have had have found myself very a few times having to step away and be like i need to stop i need to take a break <laughs> i need to take a break it's frustrating <laughs> but still you're never to the point where i'm where it's like i hate this game and i never want to play it again i've yeah. not yet yet it's still reached that point grabs your back yeah 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 uh, and so, okay, so here's the first world. I took a screenshot of it when I beat it. Um, of how many things there are? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. seven. What, what so there's seven. Did you get? Uh, not very good. B, it's a lot of C minuses and uh, one A minus on there. Tisk tisk. A minus. Yeah, it's better better yeah. than a B. Yes. So. I think you can get. <laughs> isn't the highest you can get a an S? An S. A superior, oh. yeah. Superior range. Yeah. So yeah, so I still have to go through an A. S? Yeah, and then goes to S minus, and then I guess S. Oh, yeah, I'm never getting there. Loser. Uh, well, because the whole thing about it is what makes it so difficult is that you start each level with only three hit points, and you cannot regenerate them throughout the level. So if you loot, so it's one shot, shot. Yeah. One, yeah. At it. So you basically get hit three times, you're out. Now you can, if you were to collect enough coins, you can go to the Pork Rinds Emporium and buy a, uh, an extra heart hmm. or an extra life, but it lessens the damage of your weapons. And I'm gotcha. like, no, thank you. Yeah. No, that's not, I don't, like, the, the game, how it goes is like that, there's no way for me to reason for, uh, I need as much damage output as I possibly gotcha. can. Gotcha. And the nice thing about Pork Rinds too is you can buy other weapons, like, you can swap those out. Uh, but there are three level types. There's run and gun, 
which is where the levels that you collect coins, and it's like a very straightforward, uh, you know, what you would expect of a platform platformer game, dodging enemies, shooting enemies, jumping up on platform, jumping up, dodging all this different stuff. Uh, and but the main goal of those are to collect coins, which then you can spend at the shop. Then there's just the, the normal boss battles, which is where you gain soul contracts. And then there's mausoleums, which are where you can unlock. You save this magic pot from a from a from a pot from another pot actually that's <laughs> been captured by these like ghost creatures and it gives you a, an extra super and there are only three of those in uh-huh. each world because you can only unlock the three supers um so but the thing is too though you can't keep going back to the run and gun levels and just getting more coins to buy stuff each level has like five coins and that's it oh, so once okay. you get all five coins you can't go back and get the coins again so you have to be really careful and there's only two per world so you have to be very careful with what you decide to buy at pork rinds emporium i will say you meet this at, when you start the game very first one of the very first things you do is you meet this guy who's sitting on a bridge who looks like a coin and he's like hey you know i i don't need these coins you look like somebody who could use some coins and he gives you three coins and tells you to go to pork rinds but this is the one thing, the only one thing that I legitimately did not like about Cuphead. You go to Pork Rinds, and, it, and if you can like swipe through the things you can buy, but if you hit A to purchase, that purchases it. Uh, it doesn't give you a, are you sure you want to buy this? Oh, come on. You should have known that. And so <laughs> I, wa- I wound up buying something that I didn't want to buy, and Sam, when she played, wound up buying something she didn't want to buy. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it, I forgot to tell you that happens. But so, but most, I, I mean... I could be up wrong, but I feel like most things you say, I want to buy this. Are you sure you want to buy this? Yes. Well, I mean, I guess the game just presumes that you're playing a super hard game. Yeah. You're probably decisive. That was probably a decision they made. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. I guess, I guess yeah. so. But they were like, none of this wishy-washy back and forth yeah. crap. No, no, <laughs> you will make your decision and make a purchase. Exactly. They don't want <laughs> you wishy sitting there forever being like, do I really want to buy this? Yeah. Exactly. It's for um, the best. <laughs> so the big thing that I've noticed when playing this game is that pattern, and the good thing about it is obviously with most platformers, pattern recognition, like everybody has a pattern of their attack or what's going to come up and everything like that. But it's different every single time. So like a boss may have like three different attacks that it'll use. And the thing about it too, uh, like I was just playing this one in world two, that's uh, you're fighting this big genie and he at the very beginning will open this treasure chest and out of it will come either like these flying knives that will try to attack you. Uh, these like, cat sarcophagi that will open and then like beetles come out and chase you uh, or uh, what's the other oh he just opens the treasure chest and a whole bunch of treasure flies out of it and you have to dodge it all you have to dodge the so you know at the very this first like stage of the boss fight is gonna be he's gonna open something from his chest but you don't know what it is so even though you may be like oh I've got I've got it down you you know I got the knives down I can I can dodge the knives all day long right. but he's gonna else. open it up it's gonna be the, right. the something else right. so it even though you are able to figure out patterns and that's the key to beating the levels they add in that spice of randomness that mm. keeps it that keeps it fresh literally every time you're playing it so it almost does become a, it's still so that makes it though that each level you play is a strong combination of both skill and luck, but it really is sometimes like 50 50 gotcha. because of how difficult it can, it can be. Um, other than that, so as I already said, you can buy the power ups, different weapons, uh, different level times. And the, obviously we talked about the animations and all that different stuff and how wonderful it is. The other big thing about this game that is truly, truly magical is the soundtrack. I was about to say, tell me about the soundtrack. I was literally going to ask that. <laughs> so soundtrack is, so uh, it was done by Christopher Madigan, 
it is in the style of like 1920s big band jazz. It's very big band jazz influenced. Uh, it is superb. Like I, I'm listening to. So obviously we already know about the incredible detail and work that went into actually animating Cuphead. Uh, what, you know, having it be all hand drawn and all that different stuff. But it's one of those things they did not skip on the soundtrack. The soundtrack sounds like it is something you could literally go to any jazz club and like, and you would hear it because it's just the. Especially the 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 one song introduction is great. I believe it's the second track on the on the thing, um, and they even have like the very like the title screen song is like a barbershop quartet style, like very you know harmonized and awesome. all sort of stuff. It's great. Um, but so, so yeah, introduction. It's just got like incredible horns, incredible uh, like you can hear the bass line, you know, the slapping the bass and all that stuff, and then you know incredible piano playing, and all of it comes together. And it's just one of these things. It's like they could have easily done something very simple, you know, it's in the same style of of the of the big band nineteen twenties jazz and all that. But they instead they, they just went full out with it, and especially again for an indie game, that's an incredible. You know, the amount of work that they put into this game continually as I keep, keep playing it is my, is mind blowing. And it just, it's an incredible attest, a testament to how great this game really is. And, but yeah, the soundtrack, if you, it's one, I'm not really even a big fan of jazz, big band music, but I will still put on Cuphead soundtrack. I mean, I bet they probably actually didn't have to shell out that much money to get like a barbershop quartet. Cause what I'm are they sure, doing yeah, with sure their like, time? They were like, thank God. They probably volunteered. They yeah. were like, we heard you were looking for a barbershop quartet. Would probably love to do this pro bono. <laughs> probably so. But still it's, uh, just the, it's. It's so good. Like, I, okay, I want to play. It. I want to play a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway. So overall, like I said, I'm only halfway through. I'm gonna. I'll wait and give. Like, I can confidently say, like, I love this game. Like, it's like there's no. I don't doubt that I'm gonna get to the very end and be like, turn. And it's something's gonna happen that's gonna sway my opinion back to hate to hating it. Um, we should have a it's meme just, of Jarrett's reversals. Yeah, we should. See how, <laughs> have I had a reversal? No, I'm just I kidding. I mean, other than the Division and yeah. now both Destiny <laughs> games. Yeah. Other than those. Aside from one, two, and three. three in the clear. <laughs> Besides those three, I've, I have a perfect track record of loving every game I play. Both Destiny games. That's funny. So, I'll put the real thing in. Ooh. That's awesome. See? Yeah, jazz. <laughs> and again, this is the introduction it's song. It's great. I like it. But yeah. So, listen to the Cuphead soundtrack, Christopher Madigan. It is, as I tweeted at him, it is a delight. <laughs> it is a delight. Thumbs up, thumbs up emoji. <laughs> Um, Thumbs up emoji. <laughs> but no, um, any, so that's basically my big points on it. Like it's an incre- it's an incredibly fun game, incredibly difficult. It will make you sometimes want to pull your hair out, but never to the point that you're like, I want to quit this game and never touch it again. Uh, I definitely understand now all the correlations and the fan art that mix together Dark so- uh, Cuphead with Dark Souls because it is very much like in that wheelhouse. Uh, so I got Sam playing because I was like, oh, I think you'll like this because she very much likes just straight platformers. Uh, yeah, Sam doesn't like talking. No. Or stories. No, not really. No. In, not really in her video games. <laughs> not in her, she, not in her video games. She doesn't. <laughs> and so uh, we. And so I wanted to try this one though. And the same thing. She was like, "It's really fun, but I'm so mad." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, that's 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 basically kind of how the game is." She came home from work the first day I was playing it, and she's like, "Were you just yelling?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> I very much was because I was incredibly frustrated. But Cuphead so far, a superior 
game going with it by its, the game's own ranking system. It's Excellent. An S rank. An S rank. <laughs> Did it win Indie Game of the Year? Yes, at okay, Game Awards. Gotcha. Yeah, it took, it, Did it also win Art Direction? Yes. Good. Mm, yeah. Deserved that. If it didn't, it, like, that was the thing. And uh, when we were talking about Game Awards, I was like, obviously, I would like Horizon to win. And even though it won nothing. But the, especially <laughs> in, in Art Direction, you know, I was like, I'm voting Horizon straight across the board, except Art Direction, because of, like... It, Nobody's attempted that. No, no one's like Cuphead. Absolutely deserves it. They they shot everybody else out of the water. By far, by far. So great game. If you're looking for a uh, for a not quick, but if you're looking for a a really fun but incredibly challenging game, pick up Cuphead. Okay, so um, I think I talked about Fortnite a couple episodes ago. I don't know how much how in depth I went with it though. I don't remember. Just that you've been having crazy. I've been having a blasty blast blast. (laughs) playing Fortnite. Um, Yeah, I really actually have enjoyed myself quite a bit with Fortnite. It's probably the best free game I've ever played. It's free. It's effing free. That's, That's what, pretty good. Capital I don't understand F, how R-E-E. they're making money. I think it's a. It's technically a beta right now. Oh, yeah. It's, I it's believe like, it's like what um, PUBG was doing. Yeah, same thing. Where so PUBG I can't. Was I in can't like early access for forever. Yeah. So this review is really just of the battle royale mode because I can't play the single player mode, which oh, I'd really like okay, to. I think okay. the single like you know I think this is actually just a little uh, side note here. It's a good testament to allowing players access to part of the game. Because now I want the whole game. It oh, actually yeah. is it's one of those examples where I'm like, wow, I kind of, you know, the, 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 the one part of the game I'm playing is what, done so well that I would really like to explore the other part of the game. And so then they've it's a done good, their job. They did the job. They did it correctly, I think. And so, yeah, all I've been playing is the Battle Royale mode, which is easily comparable to other Battle Royale games like PUBG. Um, the thing that separates Fortnite from PUBG, besides its obvious graphics difference, you know, Fortnite has the shell-shaded, sort of cartoony Yeah, look. I was actually very, very surprised fun. when I saw Fortnite, yeah. like, in pictures. I was like, that's it's, what it looks like? Yeah, I know. And that's a little disconcerting at first. Like, everyone that I play with, me, James, Cheek, Corey, like, all my friends that we play, I play with online are like, well, at first, we're like, this looks like a cartoon version of PUBG, and this yeah. is going to be lame. We like the real gritty stuff. <laughs> we like the PUBG stuff. Bunch of edgelords. <laughs> yeah. And it's unfortunate, you know, another side note, that PUBG did not do very well on the Xbox One. It's had like came with so many glitches it was like unplayable it was a disaster really yeah because i thought about picking it up when it was yeah. on, on it, these are and both these games are computer games i should emphasize that. <laughs> they shouldn't be played easier. on the console yeah, yeah they like the fact that i'm playing Fortnite on the console people are probably like rolling their eyes <laughs> probably <laughs> i don't think it has a pc version Fortnite does oh it does yeah okay. it does and PUBG also obviously does and people that yeah, you should play PUBG and Fortnite probably on PUBG PC. PUBG seems the most PC. Game it does. I think Fortnite bunch. actually does a better translation over to consoles. And so, yeah. you know, that is what it is. I play it on Xbox and so do my friends. <laughs> so, so fuck you. <laughs> I play it on Xbox as well. Yeah, so does Jared. It's fun. It's fun. It's a blast. Um there's some things that immediately striked me is is really I guess the concept in general, this is my first Battle Royale game, so I'm giving a lot of credit to Fortnite, where maybe that credit should be given to other games that have already done this, but the idea of having one map and 100 players and every man for himself, like that that, that idea there is something I've always wanted. Like yeah. Ever since I was like a kid. <laughs> I remember I used to play like Oblivion. I'm like, man, it'd be cool if this map was just filled with people <laughs> and we all were enemies. And no one was friends. And no one was friends. And we have to strike each other down. Like that's, that's a game I always wanted to play. So Fortnite coming out, even though I wasn't that excited, I kind of like, once I got into it after a couple of days, like this game is just right for me. And there... 
there's, I guess you could talk about the map a little bit and the different locations that you can go to. You can just think of it as a big island and there's a city, there's forests, there's mountains, there's a bunch of different areas. And between those areas, there's even smaller areas and they all have chests that you can find and different weapons. And there's some luck involved in like, if I land here, will I get some weapons? If I land here, well, you know, I might get nothing. And right. so, so there's all that. And this, let's just talk about it from a solo perspective, every man for himself. And so when you do that, it's, it's, there's that nice balance, I think. I, I never feel cheated, I'd say, which I think is a game. This, this type of game could be a common occurrence, being like, you know, this game, you know, everyone knows where to go and I don't. But like, for the most part, there's are places that are higher risk reward territories than others. Yeah. But for the most part, I feel like I could go out to the country and go to like a small house and there might be some good stuff there and I could. At fare. least a pistol or shotgun, yeah, something exa- out there. Ex- exactly, something out there. And. I guess to backtrack a little bit, like the way the game works. So like once everyone lands and everyone's getting stuff, you like three minutes go by and then the storm starts to come in and everyone has to go to this white circle that's even smaller somewhere else. And so basically you're constantly trying to get somewhere else so that this, you're outside the storm and it gets oh, smaller so and smaller and smaller. Oh, so that's how the game forces you to actually yeah. fight each other. Yeah, the, I was the map gets smaller, smaller, Yeah, if it never did that, it would take so long. Oh, it would be, yeah, like it would be hours. Like game of cat and mouse. It like you be. can't catch me because we have a huge map and yeah. I'm just yeah. running around You would never circles. even find anybody. Yeah, you have to. Uh, yeah, it, it it constricts the zone over okay, and over, that, that really which is nice. Helps my but, understanding. But what's interesting game. about it is, so the storm will come in, and, and so you're getting your stuff, and the storm starts to come in. You can sur- the storm doesn't kill you like that. It just slowly takes down your health. The first storm, then the second storm takes your health out a little bit more. The third storm takes your health out even more and more. So over time, it, it it's more you know influential in getting people to the circle. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. You can, like, fight in the storm. Like, people have, like, you know, it's not like the end of the world if you get caught in the storm, though it, it is pretty shitty. Pretty pretty bad. Yeah. You want to get out of it. Definitely not something you want to do. And it gives you a motivation. It gives you something to do. You know, because besides just killing everybody, it's like, what else am I going to do besides loot? And, you know, that gets kind of boring. You can, like, chop down trees. And so that's the other component of Fortnite that I really like is you can build forts. And that's the biggest difference, I'd say, from PUBG, probably. Yeah, there's besides, no building in PUBG. There's no building in PUBG. So it's like Minecraft in the sense that you can chop down trees, chop down stone. It's like brick, stone, and wood. And different, and nearly everything on the map can be destroyed. And so that's kind of fun. So you, you always start with a pickaxe, and you can always, you know, at least get wood, at least get stone or whatever. And once you have that material, you can start building little fortresses, and however you want. You can build a wall, platform, stairs, and like a roof. Those are your four different components. And you can Use those however you will. And people obviously build beautiful things. <laughs> like really well done forts like in the middle of the circle and they're like got their they're like ready to go. Which they can build it so fast and oh my god. They do the build it really part fast. For me. I can't build that fast. No. I'm not a great builder. I'm that's not that's like another component. Like I, I like playing like I actually enjoy like staying in bushes. <laughs> that should be on Shivering Zach's, in bushes. <laughs> that he likes should be that on Zach's team chat I do. bio. Can't build preferred bushes. <laughs> preferred bushes. Yeah, we have a joke that I'm like, you know, quick find a bush. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I dive into one. It's the coward's way, in my opinion. But but I like it. I, I like it. It's less conspicuous. You yeah. know, it's like if I'm behind a tree in a forest, like that's no one's gonna look there you twice. You're taking the coward's way. No, <laughs> I'm being sneaky. But if I build a big fort, everyone's like, well, obviously someone's in that fort. What if you're just building decoy forts? People get that's like, that happens. You built a huge fort and, and then, then hid in, in the a bush, bush yeah. right next yeah. to it. I mean, it works because you'd probably so you'd probably see so many people like you with would. rifles like coming up and like looking up at the top. Yeah, shoot them in the face. They're not paying attention. Two nights ago. 
it was me, me and uh, three other friends. We were all playing, and we got to the last. It was 3v1, and we didn't know where the guy was. And the circle's, like, as big as this table. Like, where is he? Yeah. And there was one bush in the middle, and he came out, and he shot <laughs> yeah. my friend, my other friend, and then I killed him. But I was like, dude, oh, this man, guy, if he this almost guy won, yeah, he would have, like, sent us messages. Like, <laughs> seriously. You know, uninstall your game, losers. That's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. so bushes are great. But, um, yeah, that's another thing about the, the game. It's like... There's so many nooks and crannies, and yeah. there's so many, like, every time you go to a city or to a town, you feel like a SWAT team, you know, especially when you're playing with French. You're like, okay, let's look at this building, like, get my back. Like, someone might be in there just waiting with a gun to, you know, blast you away. So that's, yeah. like, it, there's all, even though there's a lot of downtime in the game, even though I think relative to PUBG, it's very quick, um, there is still a fair amount of downtime, like, traveling, building, looting. There's always that sense of, like, I'm not safe. Oh, and I love that. Yeah, you know, every corner could like release danger. So you can't me. like just build a fort and live to old age. You well, <laughs> you you could. So like sometimes we land and the first circle will appear. It's like, hey, this is where everyone needs to go. This is where the storm will stop coming in. And sometimes you're right in the middle. So sometimes you get lucky. You know, you're yeah. right in the middle of the first circle. And you're like, you know, let's build a big fort here. And you build a big fort, and the circle gets smaller and smaller. Even though it's random, sometimes you're still in it. And if you're in it till the very end, you can be like, you know. We're going to get to the end game. There's going to be 10 people left, and, and you know, we're having to pick them all off as they come in. Yeah, but the, you know, the, what, what's happened now with the game is people have gotten better and people have gotten really good. And so it's like having a fort actually now, it's great and it does help, but people are really good at like building stairs really fast and they'll just build right over your fort Ooh. and jump in with like a shotgun. And oh, you know, it's wow. like, so you're not that. It, it, it's, it's, it's protected to a degree. And by time, and well, and they can be destroyed by weapons, right? Like, yeah, by the time enough. you get to the end game, people have rocket launchers and, you know, people yeah. have really good weapons. And so your fort is not as. And forts are destructible? They are. So okay. ev all, every, pretty much everything in the game is destructible. I'd say virtually everything. So in theory, they wouldn't even have to climb your fort. Nope. They could just slowly take it down. But, what, but what's, this happens a lot in games. So it's like two forts are battling. It's like RPGs back and forth. A wall gets blown out. You could re immediately rebuild it. Then it gets blown again, immediately rebuild it. So you can run out of material, but like you oh. can keep fortifying your fort over and over. So it's yeah. like you see that happening a lot. Like fort go down, then it gets built back up. Then it goes yeah. down, then it gets built back up. You know, so it's, it's really like fast. A battle of sieges. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really fast. And end game is very different from the beginning. Like the end game is more, that's when, you know, skill, like you really need to be like really good. You have to have a really good shot. You have to build really fast. It's like totally different than at the beginning where it's more like just getting the upper hand on somebody, right? Yeah. Um, I've always thought in, you know, there's a couple other like really good positives. I always thought the balance with the weapons was really good. It's kind of like that traditional ranking system of green, blue, purple, red, or green, blue, purple, yellow mm -hmm. for the different types of weapons. So a shotgun, you could either get a blue shotgun, a purple shotgun, or a green shotgun, or whatever. And same with pretty much every other weapon. And it's nice to like, I never feel, again, I never feel cheated. I never feel like I lost that battle because of some outside force that none of us could control. I always felt like, oh, that's, that makes sense. You yeah. know, obviously I get pissed, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm still like, you know, that's, they're nothing, it's not like, the fighting mechanics are, are not fantastic, but they're, they're pretty darn good, you know, which is, which is a testament to the game, considering that it's, it's not this like PUBG realistic game, you know, right. it, a lot of, it's a little annoying for a lot of jumping and shotgunning and, you know, you kind of get like, it doesn't feel as realistic as I'd like. Like I still, I 
I think one of the biggest downfalls of it, like when you do raid a town, it doesn't feel, you can like build on top of a roof and then jump to another roof and then you can jump on like a jumpy pad and hang glide somewhere else. It's like not very realistic. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not very that like sounds awesome. tempered. It is fun. <laughs> like it's fun in its own way and I'm surprised I like it so much, but it's not tempered in the sense of like, we have to like go to this wall and like let's raid this room and you know, throw a smoke in there and so it's stuff like that. You know, you don't get any of that. People can like, fly out and do all this crazy shit and you're like, yeah, it's ridiculous. But it's, it's fun. I, I don't know, you know exactly why it works so well, but everything just seems to have a nice balance to it. I think it's because of how quick, like you were saying, like how quick everything can be. It is it. quick, yeah. Like, I mean, you can go, you can die, you know, it's happened to me quite a few times in the little I've played where, you know, I die within the first 20 people to die, you know. Yeah, yeah, you can die and, immediately. But then you immediately just leave and join in another game yeah, and you're yeah. in another game within like two minutes. Yeah, I think and with PUBG, from what I've seen, it's more like this is an investment. Each game is a really big investment because I think the map's bigger. I think yeah, the, I think so too. Um, and I think it just takes a lot more time to find people, and people really get more invested. Fortnite, yeah, it's a little. It's like the arcade version, but there's something good to be said about that. No, I mean it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's the thing of where it's a whole lot of fun, but I'm also like I have to avoid this because I would start. I would play it so much. Yeah, yeah, it's addicting. Yeah, it's a, know your own it, limits. It, it's yeah, addictive. I do. I do. Smart man. It, but uh, but it's but still though, it's a it's incredibly fun. I actually um. I was playing the, the other day, ran, or last week or something like that, randomly, and I did get to number nine. Nice. And I was like, that was nice. my first time to get in the top ten. Yeah. I was feeling really good about myself, but yeah. I got killed by some jumpy fool. Yeah, some jumpy so people fool. are good. Like, you know when they're good. They're jumping, building, and, like, they hit their shots all the time. You're like, uh, <laughs> yeah. how are they cheating? But, uh, they're using aimbots. Yeah, Come aimbots. On. That's my thing. I can't build for shit. Like, that, well, I, I, like, I, I'm not great at it either, but, yeah, yeah I know what you mean. It's like... It's and that comes back to the, the console. I think it might be more it's efficient on, on PC. Yeah, it's a know? very confusing thing. It's like, it's like B, you have to hit then B, Y, and then it, I, my right. thing is I can never figure out how to exit out of it. Yeah, yeah. Like so, like I'll, I'll be like, ooh, there's a chest up there. I'm gonna build a staircase. And yeah. As soon as I start, I switch to the build tools. Somebody starts shooting at me, and yeah. then I can't get out of the build. And you don't tools have a weapon. Yeah, you're like, yeah. It's yeah. It, it. Yeah, it's it's not perfect, but it's probably as good as I've seen. Like oh, I don't yeah. know how it's, else it's, you would do it. But again, it's just like oh, it sucks. Yeah, but there's so many funny moments. Like you know, we, the other day we were like building uh, stairs, so we were like on top of a mountain, really far away from a circle. And we we're like, let's build some stairs really high into the sky, which you can do. Like people actually have forts like in the sky sometimes. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. So we we're building really high, and at the top we we're gonna put a jump pad, and you jump on it, and you fly. That's how you fly. Basically. That's awesome. And, I like that. But you're doing that, and like as you're doing it, we're like, wait, someone's shooting at us. And before we even know it, someone had shot out the bottom stair at our first stair, and once the bottom stairs go all the other stairs go and of course all four of us you know just plummeted to earth and like they were just watching us and we all die you know it's amazing there's things that like happen like and we're like no there's nothing you can do (laughs) yeah there's nothing you can do i bet Um, that guy was laughing so hard oh i'm sure like uh, idiots yeah um you can get down in the game which i really like it's like gears where it's like the sense that uh you if you get killed and you're in a group you don't die you go down and you have like you know x amount of time before you actually do die right so it's a pretty long time it is a pretty long time so you can crawl around and you know you have to like save your friends like i'm down you know like i'll come save you like you know very heroic moments like saving people like you know i 
I, the other day, like, my buddy Corey was down. He's like, come save me, come save me. I'm like, all right, okay, I'll come save you, even though I'm, like, rolling my eyes. <laughs> and, like, I run up there, and the guy has, like, a revolver, like, aimed right at him. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and I'm like, bam. And it's, like, it's such a dun-da-da-da, like, heroic moment in my <laughs> gaming experience. That's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. It's great. Um, and another thing that I really do enjoy about Fortnite is the com- not community, the um, developers are really great about giving updates. Yeah. They continually oh. give great updates. They've improved the map significantly. They keep adding new places to go to. They have adjusted the weapons accordingly, like based on this and that. And it's like super smooth. It's it's they've totally enhanced the game by a lot since I first played it. So the nice. beta is working. Yeah, so it's they're working actually really doing well. their job. It's not like, oh, it's a soft beta. No, right? no, and then the game comes out a freaking week later right, and you're I like, know. what was the point yeah, of this? Well, I did. Yeah. What could they've learned and then implemented in that time? So at time? least this is a case of they're actually using that time to I learn so. and make significant improvements. From what I, yeah, from what I can tell, I mean, I think the game's gotten so much better that it looks better. They've like basically, I remember watching. They like they made the forest feel more foresty, is what they said. They made the towns feel Not more like a town. Leaves. Yeah, <laughs> they like they really kind of emphasize different. Um, geographical locations on the map and that's really nice it like totally enhances the game and it's a lot of fun i mean though again the battle royale mode is fun i wish i could do the co-op mode i think that'd be very fun as well and you like really build stuff and it's like versus zombies and it like sounds fun um but as far as like a battle royale game it's like totally scratches my itch it's totally for me it's like a perfect kind of game I, i i love this kind of stuff it's like team efforts strategy you know it's competitive it feels like a nice different version of what we find in Halo. Yeah. You know. Is Fortnite for PlayStation? It is. Oh, it is, okay. Yeah. Hurrah. Yeah. Hurrah. Yeah, it's, it's very fun. You've piked my interest, yeah. sir. <laughs> it's a great game. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it, but it's like, fun. like I said, I know my limits and I know that I'm It's addicting. I have to like pick it up just every once in a while yeah. and play. Yeah. But it is a lot of fun. Well that's why your building sucks. <laughs> it is true. It is true. I do not practice my building near enough. No you don't. All right. Dishonored two. A game I have been wanting to play since it came out last year, so I am absolutely late to the party. I think at one point it may have won an award for like best action game of the year or something like that, and it <laughs> deserves it. So in many, many ways, Dishonored 2 feels like a very direct extension of Dishonored 1. And not just like in terms of storyline, but also in terms of feel. It feels like they just released a huge patch for Dishonored oh, wow. a couple of years later. And they were like, hey, here's the rest of the game. Mm. Sorry about the delay. <laughs> and it's like, oh, actually, it's a different game. <laughs> so the story is, spoiler alert for Dishonored 1, uh, you were, of course, nah, nah, yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> you already know this. So in Dishonored 1, you played as, because <laughs> I've talked about it. Oh, Never mind. Anyways, yeah, it's fine, plug whatever. yours, Jared. I should have played so the game So in Dishonored 1, you play as Corvo Atano, and you're like the royal protector of a woman named Empress Jessamine Caldwin. And she has a daughter, Emily Caldwin. And it's never expressly stated until the very end of the game, and of course the second game, Emily is in fact Corvo's daughter. So like him and the Empress yes. like had a side thing. They got they a little were, too close on the job. They were secret booze. And um, so the Empress, Jessamine, she gets murdered like mm-hmm. minute Bummer. one. She gets super killed and you're like a field like very batman-esque <laughs> but so you know, the rest of the game for dishonored one is you're playing as a man on the run you've been framed for the empress's murder blah 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 dishonored two is that copy paste but in a different way so you now have the option to play either as older corvo atano or empress emily caldwin because nice. she is now grown up she's like probably mid to early 
mid to late 20s, because I think in the first game she was like 10 to 12, mm-hmm. and now it's 15 years later is the time frame. So it's been 15 years since all of the events of the first Dishonored. Emily now sits on the throne. She's the legitimate empress. She's kind of like bad at her job, though, because she's like young. She's a young woman and she like wants to have fun and she didn't ask to be empress, blah, blah, blah. So there's like some murmurs in the kingdom. There's some goings on in Dunwall that are like, okay, some shit's not going so well on the side. And basically what you know is that someone is trying to frame you as the empress for these things called the crown killer murders, which are all of the Empress's uh, naysayers, all of her critics are winding up dead. And everybody's like, oh, she's having all of her critics murdered. And it's like, no, no, everybody, I swear I'm not. It's definitely not me and my dad, who's also a very well-known murderer. Uh, It's definitely not us. And everybody's like, no, it really is. And at some point, you're just having like a regular meeting of statelyhood. I don't know how Empressdom works. And somebody just rolls up into your palace and they're like, hey, by the way, uh, this person right over here, this is the real Empress. And so you have this aunt that has come out of the woodwork to basically claim your throne. And she's like, Emily Caldwin is a murderer. She's behind the crown killer murders. And they just coo you. They straight up get you right out, like in the span of five seconds. And you're like, this freaking sucks. Shouldn't have better, you know, protections in place for that. Well, they sort of did, but here's the thing. So this is very much like the oldest trope in the book of how to get somebody out of the way. When all of this goes down, that's when the game gives you the option. It's like, okay, are you going to play as Corvo or as Emily? Oh, you don't get to switch. No, you don't get to switch. I thought you got to switch, no, like, because, per level basis. Because when you pick, whoever you pick, the other one that didn't get picked uh, picked gets turned into stone by the new empress. So her name is uh, Delilah. So Empress Delilah Caldwin, who is claiming to be the long-lost sister yeah, of Jessamine Caldwin. She's also, like, a super witch. Mm. Like, she's not even, like, a little magical. She's ultra-magical. So see, she's straight up turns Corvo into stone, which has happened to Princess Zelda 80,000 times. So I'm like, ha, it's your turn, buddy. (laughs) I, the Empress, I'm going to finally live for once and I'm going to go out and fight. So I, of course, picked Emily because I'm not crazy. I was like, no, I want to pick the new person. So you are now Emily Caldwin and you're on the run. Again, it's basically Dishonored 1, cut and paste, but with a slightly different slant on it. Mm -hmm. And something that I noticed very quickly through pretty much all three of the first missions, which is about how far I've gotten in, I'm only about three missions in, is if you're playing as Emily, I don't know if it's different if you play as Corvo, but like it got to a certain point where I was like, you know, every major character I've interacted with so far have all been women. Like, literally all of them. Even hmm. your main villain, Delilah. She's one of the first people you meet that's like a big bad, and it's like, okay, she's a lady. Then you immediately go and meet your helper person, which is Morgan Foster. Not Morgan Foster, Megan Foster. And she's the protagonist later of her own side game, Death of the Outsider. Oh, okay. That's right. So that's Megan Foster. So this is when you meet Megan Foster. She's such a badass. She's like a grizzled ship captain, and she's only got one arm, and she's like, I've killed a man with my eyes shut. And you're like, oh, 
oh God, Megan, you're really scary. <laughs> down, and down, I'm very down. afraid of you, but mm-hmm. I also love and admire you. And she's like, so she's kind of your fairy person. She's who takes you around to all of the different sections of the game. This is Samuel in yeah, very Dishonored sa- 1. She, exactly. She serves the same uh, function as Samuel does. And there are certain times where it'll mention like old people from the first game and Emily will be like, oh, I miss Samuel. And I'm like, me too, Emily. <laughs> I miss that old guy too. Uh, so there are certain elements of the game that come back from Dishonored 1, but very much in a minor setting. So one of the things that they did that is a huge improvement is they radically expanded your powers. Mm. So anyone that played Dishonored 1, you know that you have the option to, you can accept the powers of this guy called the Outsider. And they basically just give you these supernatural powers that you can use mostly to murder people, but some other times to do whatever you will with them. And if you accept the powers of the Outsider as Emily, of course you get your Fade ability, which is like you get to jump from places to place very quickly, people can't really see you, blah, blah, blah. But her other powers, some of them are really new and really different. My favorite one so far is the chain ability. So let's say that I'm Emily and you're enemies in the distance. You haven't seen me yet, or maybe even you have seen me already, and I want to take out both of you at the same time. The problem is I only have one sleep dart. Hmm. What do I do? I can use my chain ability Icons will appear over your heads. I'll chain you together. I'll shoot Zach. Both of you go down. That That doesn't seem fair to me. Sucks to be you. The chain ability is awesome. So you can like it. it How many people can you chain? You can chain currently. I can chain up to three people. Okay. I think the maximum you can chain is eventually four. But once, what's interesting is there are very frequently situations where people are out of range of chain, and you have to create Mm. an event that brings them all in, and then you're like, "Ha ha, fools!" And then you get them. Or, or you have to just very carefully. Carefully use your limited resources because, for example, sleep darts, which I'm playing pacifist mode as always, I'm not going to kill anybody. No fun. I'm going to choke you out. No one's going to have to die except for maybe like blood flies, mm. which are these gross insects. So um, I really have died so many times because it's really hard to actually play very stealthily and do it right and make sure that nobody dies in the process. I've accidentally killed the same dude five times because I forgot to turn off an electrified wall that kills him. Because like a fool, he keeps running right into it. And I was like, buddy, I'm trying to save you. Go, exactly. And he, he, he literally gets vaporized. He doesn't even like, there's nothing left of it. He just poops out and I'm like, God damn it. So then I have to like run and jump off a wall to kill myself before the game auto saves so that I can go back and redo it. That seems like too much work. I I know. It's a lot of work, but it makes the game very rewarding (laughs) for me because you can either play in or both. You can play very in your face, super battle combat, just all the time, murder, murder, murder. Or you can play super stealthy, super in the background. No one ever sees you. You can get the merciful badge at the end of every chapter where it's like, hey, good job. You didn't kill anybody. And they really amped that up with a lot of Emily's powers. One of the other one is, you may have seen this from the trailer, the shadow walk ability, where it basically turns her into like this skulking shadow that just crawls along on the ground crazily. It's awesome. Cause like you see it from her perspective and you're just like crawling around like That's this shadow monster. And I'm like, I feel so cool right <laughs> now. This, this is, is awesome. Great. This is great. This is what I wanted. 
And then there's another new power called Doppelganger, which you can send out a shadow version of yourself to distract enemies. And they'll just run after your Doppelganger and you go and get the treasure. So the different, the new powers that they've added in honestly are making the game for me right now because they've created so many new avenues for you to complete your objectives. And of course, in the classic style of Dishonored, you have so many paths to the end. Mm -hmm. That's really what Dishonored does so well, is like not even thematically paths to the end, literal geographic paths from point A to point B. If you just look up, look around, look down, look to your right, there's a rat, look to your left, there's a bird, you can possess one of them and then go to the end. And Mm. just the options of choice are really kind of mind-boggling. Sometimes you sit around and you're like, do I want to go left or right? Because if I go left, there's like five guys down there, and I only have two sleep darts, and I don't know if I can get them all into a contained Mm. space to chain them together and use only one sleep dart. And I know I'm going to need the next one later down the line. Mm -hmm. But if I go to the right, there's no rune stones and treasure down there, and I'm just going to miss out on so much. So you spend a lot of time either going in circles because you can't make a decision if you're like me, or you spend a lot of time dying because you made the wrong decisions. And it's very fun, but also very frustrating. Yeah. So all in all, I would say it's probably an improvement over the first Dishonored. You could absolutely play it without ever having played Dishonored 1. There's not that much story-wise from the first Dishonored that would significantly impact your ability to enjoy the game. Mm -hmm. So if you've never played a Dishonored and you're thinking, hey, I want to play Dishonored 2, do it. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) It's going to be so great because in addition to the story changing, your location has changed. So you're not in Dunwall anymore. You're on this place called the Southern Isle of Circonos. Circonos? And it's basically like Italy. And just like Italy, it's super corrupt. And you're like, these <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Biting political commentary from Team well Chat Podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a really interesting change of pace. All of the powers are extremely well done. The combat is just as smooth as it ever was. Uh, you can choke people out a little bit faster with the help of bone charms, which is very helpful because I need to choke them out all the time and not kill them. <laughs> I'm like, hello, one good neck. sir. <laughs> one time. Chain that neck together. Choke all at once. Right, no, so go. here's the thing. If you two are a little bit farther apart and I know I can distract just one of you, I can distract you. You're over there. Work. You haven't even noticed that anything has happened. You're chained together. I choke Jared out. Mm. You both go down. It's the best. <laughs> but here's the thing. You I would always, be caught off guard. So <laughs> you always have to be super careful because I have died stupidly so many times by choking somebody out turning around to do something else I forgot to move the body mm-hmm. and then another guy comes through on like his regular shift and he's like whoa somebody's down and I'm like no, <laughs> <What's> <laughs> I, have, no. I know I have to turn around and be like oh nobody's here sir yeah. just, uh, just under a table yeah. nothing's happening <laughs> and they're like I know you're here and I'm like you don't sir you, you don't, don't. <laughs> who said that <laughs> so no actually there's a move called mesmerize where you can make them forget you were ever there, there you go. the yeah. problem is I don't easy. have enough rune stones yet to have powered up mesmerized. Oh, so even no. though I know it's an option, I don't have the ability to purchase that option. So that's another thing that the game does very well. You know you have all these options from your power tree, but you don't literally have the currency to buy them. So it's mm-hmm. like, I know at some point I can get that super cool power up, but is it actually worth it in the long game? Because mm-hmm. these are the ones I need right now and I need them very, very badly. So it's really like Cost benefit. You know, do I want to grind it out now with no powers for super big rewards later on? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to use them up kind of as ad hoc as needed and have a kind of easier experience in the short game? It's a real give and take situation. Yeah. 
And in addition, the story is interesting. So it does have a pretty engaging storyline, and as Dishonored always does, their world building is excellent. The notes that you can find, the conversations that you can overhear, the books you can read, even though books are for chumps, uh, they help to create a very cohesive world build. Nice. And they they just make everything seem really immersive. It's a very immersive game, and that's what I appreciate about Dishonored, and that's why I am... Looking forward to eventually finishing it. I hope this is one that I'll actually see to completion, assuming I don't get stuck because I couldn't choke a guy out like Dishonored 1. Is that why you quit playing Dishonored 1? I got to a point where I couldn't safely get rid of all of the people and not kill them, so I was like, you know what? This blows. (laughs) (laughs) It sucks. I'm done. And what's funny is I was so close to the end, too, but I just couldn't get enough sleep darts, and I couldn't find a way to, like, make sure that nobody actually died. And the one time I did... A guy accidentally got eaten by rats because I didn't dispose of his body in a safe place. Oops. I was so mad. <laughs> I got to the end of that chapter and it was like, oh yeah, one guy died eaten by rats. And I was like, <laughs> so that, that was kind of where I was like, I think I'm done for now. <laughs> Step away. <laughs> and That's I never bad. went back because <laughs> I was salty. Nice, nice. All right, so those are our wonderful round of reviews. But before we go, let's get some news. With got with news, Bogan. games coming along the line. So for starters, if anybody wasn't paying attention, stage one of the Overwatch League did just conclude. So stage one saw the London Spitfire <laughs> upset the New York Excel. I myself was also extremely upset because prior to Saturday, February 9th, uh, the Valiant, the LA Valiant, were in the top three. Just not good enough but to cut they, it. they got deposed not even by losing. The Houston Outlaws beat the Boston Uprising that same day. And because of the way the scoring is done, they accidentally, well, not accidentally, but they deposed the LA Valiant. Oh, wow. And then when they would into their match versus the Spitfire for who would play the Excelsior, I'm so disappointed in them. And they should be disappointed in themselves. I was like, Houston, no. Oh. They should, uh, Houston should not have been the ones to play the Spitfire. Oh. The LA Valiant should have been the ones to play the Spitfire. They are objectively the better team. Mm. And I'm sticking by those guns. People can fight me. Also, a little bias here because you are a big uh, fan of the I mean, I'm a huge fan of Valiant for a reason. They're the better team, they're objectively the better team. Apparently. No, no, be, they they weren't able. Kidding. They've beaten them before. This, I know. I'm just I'm just talking shit. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so um, <laughs> whatever. So the L.A. Valiant didn't get to uh, fight the Spitfire. Houston lost horribly. It was very embarrassing for them. They failed to take two points. Oh wow. They didn't even get first points on Eichenwald and Anubis. Oh wow. Yeah. It was it was not good. They That's lost crazy. They lost bad. And the Spitfire went on to earn their place as the top dogs for stage one. Stage two starts a week from when this episode airs on a Wednesday. So you can come back for stage two next time. It's gonna be awesome. I'm really excited. And then coming soon, we have Radiant Historia, perfect chronology for the three DS on February thirteenth. What is Tuesday? Tuesday is, or today, right? Yeah, the 13th. Yeah, that's what I thought. So out now, Radiant Historia, blah, blah, Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game. Mm. That is, in fact, the full title of the game. It says the official video game. PS4, Xbox (laughs) One, Switch, and PC, February 13th, the longest five minutes. Switch, Vita, and PC. Vita! Yeah, right, February 13th (laughs) as well. Secret of Mana, a very, very old franchise, getting a bit of a facelift for PS4, PC, uh, and Vita again, February 15th. Vita lives. And most importantly, Bayonetta's 1 and 2 are coming to the Switch, February 16th. Nice. Right along with Fee, Faye. 
for PS4, Switch, and Xbox One February 16th. Very cool. Those are the ones I'm looking forward to. Which one are you getting Faye on? Are you getting on Switch, Switch. or PS4? No, I'm going to get it on Switch. Really? You're not going to go for those for those uh, sweet trophies on the PS4? No, that does <laughs> sound fun, but I feel like it's a very Switch-compatible game, nah, I and I want to play it on my Switch. Cool, so. cool, cool. Awesome. Thank yeah, you for that your news. news. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go to the close of this episode, we do have our hint for this week. I forgot when I was doing this that... Andrew already actually sent the hint for this week. So his hint is, who needs a hammer when you've got a nail? Who needs a hammer when you've got a nail? Interesting. All right. So song contest goes live Wednesday, 9 a.m. the day after this episode airs. So February 14th, Valentine's Day. Be sure to say hello to your, and I love you to your loves. But uh, so check on our Facebook and Twitter on that day because we'll put a post out. First person to correctly guess the game from the song and hint given will be able to, well, not be able to since we're going to take a, a brief hiatus. But you could be the first to send us a song. Okay, if you win, your song submission will be will be the featured one for next week. So that's how we'll do that. I knew you'd get to it eventually. I know. I know. Wheels are turning constantly. Yeah, you just always you just always need a second. I'm just kind of talking through in my own head, you know. So, uh, so yeah. So, if you win, your song will be the first one featured in the, spot, in the Song Shock Spotlight. So, but with that, that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jared Wilson. Joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Sayonara. And to my left, Zachary Parks. Peace out. We'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song. Mm-hmm.